You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number nine. Today, we're walking through five habits of successful coaches so that you can grow your business using social media like Instagram and Facebook. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Welcome back to the PT Profit Podcast. I'm super excited to dive in today. We're going to be talking about five successful habits that I have noticed both in myself, in my clients, and also in my mentors and my coaches that's helped them grow their audience and also help them grow their business. But before we get started, One of the biggest questions that have come up from my clients and also came up on my social media over on Instagram at B Simpson Fitness was people have been asking me consistently, what should I post on Instagram? And so what I've done is I've put together a seven day content calendar. So I have mapped out your strategy so that you know exactly what to post for the next seven days, it's going to attract your first few high paying online clients. So if you're a fitness professional who needs to get out of overwhelm and start creating compelling content that is gonna set you apart from your other competitors and help you start easily earning revenue online, even if you only have 100 followers, then this content calendar is for you. So be sure to check out the show notes because I'll leave a link there for you to download so that you can start creating your compelling content with magnetic messaging. All right, so let's dive in today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the PT Profit Podcast. I'm super excited for today. It's just me, It's you and me hanging out today, and we're going to be going through five habits that I have noticed both in myself and in my coaches and also in some potential coaches because I am other people's ideal client. And I've just noticed that these are the habits that they have been doing on a consistent basis, which ultimately has led to growing a large following on Instagram. And also it's led to very successful business, both in revenue and in coaching clients. So today we're just going to be walking through these five habits. Now, in truth, I had created this at first to be just an Instagram post, but I realized that I didn't even get through step one before they cut me off and I didn't even get to all five. So I thought, okay, let's just move this to the podcast so that you can hear it, have it in your ear. And these are the success habits that you can instantly implement, start growing your following and therefore turn that following traffic into potential leads by getting them on the phone and then converting them on the phone into customers. 
So let's just get into number one, which is direct outreach. So I'm starting with this because it comes from that concept of, you know, what's that book? Eat that frog, right? So do the thing that is most uncomfortable first, get it out of the way. So what do I mean by direct outreach? Well, most trainers, most coaches, most people in truth, they don't want to do this part because this is where it gets really uncomfortable where people say, oh, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want people to feel sleazy or feel like I'm selling them or they get uncomfortable approaching someone and talking to them, right? But I want you to remember that we're on, especially on Instagram, we're speaking about Instagram specifically and Facebook as well, but we're at a cocktail party. So I want you to imagine you're walking into a cocktail party for the first time Are you going to stand by the window and wait for somebody to come and talk to you? Well, you can, but you're probably going to get into conversation faster if you approach someone and say, oh, hi, my name's so-and-so. I'm here. I'm here to hang out. This is the same concept and what I want you to be thinking about when you are doing direct outreach. And so this is another word for this is prospecting. And a lot of trainers, especially in the gym, when they're brand new, this is the, one of the most uncomfortable components in building a business. But the truth of the matter, regardless of whether you're in a gym, whether you're brand new, whether you have a massive following or have a thriving business, the prospecting component, it never goes away. And it never goes away whether you're in the gym setting or you're in the online space. Now, it's true that creating compelling content and inviting conversations from your posts and stories, that's part of the strategy, but you're going to grow faster if you start reaching out first. And all you have to do is just start saying hi. So I also want you to consider, because when we start talking about prospecting, when we're starting to say, oh, let's just go talk to people, let's open up Instagram we're going to spend the next 30 minutes and we're going to just start saying hi to people. People start to get panicky. They start to feel like I don't want to be sleazy in selling. So it's just very important that we just flip the scripts on it in our mind because we're not thinking about it. We're not coming at it from this perspective of I need to go and talk to people so that I can sell them something. This is when you start looking at people as money, as dollar signs. And that's not what we're doing. Most trainers that I know don't get into training because of the revenue. They get into training because they have a service heart, because they want to change people's lives, because they want to help people stop feeling crummy and start feeling better by moving better. And so when you start this process of, going to the Instagram and looking at how people move, you're thinking to yourself, oh, this is, I can help them with this. So when you are coming at it from this place of service and knowing that what you have to offer, what you have to teach, the type of accountability that you have to provide, it is a service to your ideal customer, to your ideal client. And recognize that people purchase from people that they know, like, and trust. And so starting a conversation with them in the DMs, in their comments, this direct outreach component of business is a very important part 
that the faster you can get on board with this, the faster your business is going to grow. And for the record, this is something that doesn't go away when you have 40,000, 50,000 followers, 70,000 followers, or when you have a thriving business. While you might not be actively looking for clients at some point, you will be. And so you need to always be cultivating these types of conversations in your DM and in your content. I'll say for me, this is something that I have noticed people getting in my DMs. I have people where I am their ideal client. They're DMing me. They're commenting on my stuff and they've got 40,000 followers, 50,000 followers, 70,000 followers. They have the blue check on Instagram. So this component of building connection with your ideal client, it doesn't go away. So the faster that you can get on board with doing it, the faster you're going to grow. The more times you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get. And listen, a lot of trainers come to me and say, ah, I just don't feel confident. I get that. That's why I did an entire post on imposter syndrome and an entire podcast on imposter syndrome, because I get it. I feel that way too. I think that's normal. But your confidence is going to grow when you feel competent. So competence comes from competence. And in order to get competent, you need to take action. Something my mentor always has said to me is that you will either get the success that you want or the lesson that you need. I've said this a million times and I will continue to say it. It is a mantra. It is something that I live by. And so in order to get competent, the rubber needs to meet the road. You need to take action. Take the action and either get the success that you want or the lesson that you need. Otherwise, we're just stuck in research. Otherwise, we're just stuck in maybe probability. And you're only going to get better when you do it more. So direct outreach is a very important part in both your growing of your audience or top of funnel and also growing your leads because having those conversations will build that no, no like, and trust factor. And then you'll be able to transition into the, hey, I have something that can help you with that. Why don't we get on a strategy session? Why don't we get on a strategy call? Which leads me to a successful habit number two, which is consistent follow-up. So a pattern that I've noticed in myself when I decided to work on either my health or my business at any level, I tend to gravitate to the person who checks in on me. And this person tends to be someone who knows where I left off or they know where we're at, because to me, it demonstrates a level of care, a level of thoughtfulness, and a commitment to my success, which only deepens my loyalty and deepens my sense of trust. And this is important because business is simple. It might not always be easy, but it is simple, just like training. Things won't always go the way that you project it to go. And when that happens, it's important to have a coach in the corner who knows you, who's familiar with the strategy and able to support you and able to remove the roadblocks that you can't see. Because anyone, because when you're in it, and you know this from your training, you know this from your athletic background, when you're in it, you often sometimes are blinded by the process, blinded by what's happening blinded by the attachment to the outcome. And so having that 30,000 foot view 
having that coach that can see things or remove the roadblocks that you might not be able to see is very important. And so when you are that person, either with a potential client or a client, a past client, and you're consistently following up with them and checking in and seeing how, where things are going or how things are going, seeing where you can provide help or support or service, it's just going to deepen that sense of trust and deepen that sense of connection and loyalty to you. Just because they're saying no, even if it's someone that you got on the phone with and they said no, what they're really saying is not now. So just because it's no doesn't mean that it's no forever. And so one of the biggest mistakes that you can do is not follow up. It literally takes two minutes, especially if you start with your past clients first. Okay, the third habit that I have noticed in myself and also in my successful clients and also in my coaches that I admire and talk to is that we set goals. And this is true when you are going after athletic performance goals or fitness goals is that we start with the end in mind and we have an idea of where it is that we want to go so that we can build out a plan and work backwards so that we can figure out who we need to be in order to get there. And then what are the behaviors? What are the strategies that are going to need to happen in order to get there? Now, in the fitness industry, you're going to see a lot of people have mixed opinions about you know what gets measured, gets managed versus making sure that we're not obsessive and obsessively tracking and looking at numbers. But the truth of the matter is, friends, to know our numbers, we need to have goals and we need to know our numbers. So that's going to lead me into number four, which will speak a little bit to that. But before I move away from that, when you have a goal and you can work backwards from there and come up with the behaviors and the strategy that is going to help you feel better. That's going to help you get a clear understanding of whether or not you are receiving a lesson or getting the success that you want. I suppose I can't speak to number three without speaking to number four, which is detaching from outcomes. People, especially with business, and I'm sure you've experienced this or you've seen your clients go through this when they're working on a goal in their fitness, in their fitness goal or performance goal, and things are just not going the way that they want it to go. This is when people start to feel bad. This is when people start to program jump. This is when people don't want to stay the course because they're not seeing the results or the outcomes that they want, but they are missing. They are failing to recognize that these are the lessons that they need. This is why I'm so adverse to using the word failure because failure has an emotional attachment in response. When people hear that word, they often have an emotional experience for when they hear the word failure, but there is no failure. All of these outcomes are just data. So the faster that you can detach from the outcome, whether it's positive or negative, because whatever happens in your business or even in your performance goals, it doesn't mean anything about you. Even if it's a positive and you get the success that you want, 
all of these numbers that are happening are, it's just data for you to look at, to see what worked, let's just repeat it, or to see what the lessons are and to break down, okay, what happened? Where can we improve for next time? So looking at these numbers are very important. So we need to know them. We need to know what the numbers are. We need to detach from the outcomes. And now the reason why people tend to not want to know what the numbers are is because of attachment, is because it's going to make them feel a certain way, either happy, sad, frustrated, stressed. Those types of feelings are important, but they are signals for you to know that you're attached. And the sooner that you can detach from those outcomes, whether it's positive or negative, the faster you're going to grow. And this is oftentimes what I see happen with my clients that are working on fat loss. Their attachment to the outcomes can often be one of the reasons why they're getting into obsessive behavior. This is why for some clients, it might not be um, awesome to get them to track, to get them to measure where they are from their goals because of their emotional response to the outcome. So the faster you can get your clients to detach and you can detach from the outcomes, the faster you're going to be able to take a look at those numbers, assess it, because remember, marketing is all about guessing, testing, and assessing. You can assess those numbers and then adjust based on number three, the goal that you set. Now, listen, when we start talking about goals and we start talking about, you know, tracking metrics that matter, people start to get uncomfortable. They don't want to do it. They think it takes too much time. They don't want to stress or panic. It makes them feel a certain way, right? But let me ask you, would you get on an airplane going from New York to Los Angeles without having a plan, without having a goal or a way of getting there? No, probably not. And you probably aren't going to get on that airplane if there's no way for the pilot to check in and see if they're on track. No, probably not. So it's important to number three, set the goal, know where you're going, have that plan that's mapped out to get you to the goal. But then also number four, detach from the outcome so that you can get away from that, those feelings of, I did I do it? Did I do it? And worthiness, that's all different. That's different work. Having the goals, knowing where it's coming, being able to met having the goals and then being able to measure where you're at, that's going to ultimately get you there faster. And then the fifth success habit that I've seen is people invest in growth. They, in whether it's a book, a course, an event, a coach, or a mastermind, the people that have the most success understand that there's always more to learn, especially when the scene is always changing. But we also understand that true growth comes from rubber meeting the road. You can't learn how to ride a bike by reading a book on riding a bike. And when you get on that bike, you're probably going to fall a couple of times, which is why it's important to have support. 
Plus for me, I work with coaches that always have coaches because information is cutting edge and it's always changing. And what worked five years ago might not work now. What worked one year ago might not work as effectively as something else now. So for me, having that coach who also practices what they preach is very important to me. Because for me, I am someone who works with a servant leader. I am a servant leader and I coming from this place of wanting to give my clients the very best that I possibly can. And I'm not going to be able to do that in my integrity if I myself am not practicing what it is that I'm preaching. I can't get someone on board to coach with me if I myself am not being coached. And I've seen these in my leaders and the people that I look up to. So just a quick recap, today we went through the five success habits that I've seen in my successful coaches, both in my clients, in myself, and in my own personal mentors. Number one, direct outreach, prospecting never ends. Number two, consistent follow-up, follow up with the people that you've been talking to in the DM, follow up with your past clients. Number three, making sure that you set goals and then come up with a plan to get there. And then number four is detach from the outcomes. Your success doesn't mean anything about you. Your perceived failures doesn't mean anything about you. You are not your business. And then number five, invest in your growth. Whether it's personal, a book, a course, a coach, a mastermind, that's ultimately what's going to grow your following and grow your business. Okay, friend, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So be sure to share this episode with your friends on your social media networks. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, please leave us a review. But before you send it, send a screenshot and send it to support at thesimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a bonus podcast recording on how to optimize your Instagram account to start attracting high paying clients. And if you need help with content, be sure to download the seven day content calendar, which will help you create your posts for the next seven days. So you know exactly what to post to attract high paying ideal clients. Thanks again for hanging out and we'll catch you on the next episode.